Welcome to the Lion's Den with Seth, a podcast where progressive men and women can learn and teach each other the ways of the land. The Lion's Den is where royalty comes to counsel. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Seth. Yo, what's going on, everybody? What's going on? What's going on? Hopefully you're having a great, great, great Sunday and you had some time to chill through the four day weekend, whatever it was that you did and why ever you did it. Hopefully you did it and you were around family. So today's show is going to be great. It's going to be the first time ever we having a live cooking show for those out there that don't know how to cook. I know a couple of them out there like Will. Other individuals that don't know what they're doing around the around the kitchen. But now shout out to everybody that's listening and watching today. But before we go into it, you already know what it is. Uh, we have to get it in and talk about um, some new news, some new news with um, our individual that's running for president. Shout out to the Yeezy Kanye. No, I'm joking. Look. If y'all go to Upper Souls, right, make sure y'all go to Upper Souls and holler at this young man. He has all those exclusive shoes and the Yeezys and the Air Ones, the Jordans, you name them. Make sure you go to Upper Souls on Instagram. That's U-P-P-E-R-S-O-L-E-Z. Check him out. Check out this young man. He's doing great things, and he has those exclusive deals for those sneakerheads in you. Upper Souls. Make sure you check him out. All right? But... Like we always do, we got to holler at the den. So, coming on up, we got Big Herm. What's going on, Herm? Yo, what's going on, man? Um, things going pretty good. I know Will gave a a fitness update, but I, I'm gonna need y'all y'all's help, man. And listeners, man, I need y'all's help too. Y'all gonna have to keep me grounded, man, because this is about to be a temptations moment up here, and I'm David Ruff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what it's been like, you know what I mean? If I mess around and get too fine on you, you guys, man. You you know what? No, no, no. Because look, we talked about this earlier. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So Big Herm is on the uh on the fitness kick. All right. No, 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 shut up. Shit. You started it. No. 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 Yeah, okay, you just saying. So we go say it as a family. All right. So Herm got it in, lost about seven pounds. He was like, Hey bro, you better watch out because I'm about to get sexy. Man, if you don't shut up, talk about this. <laughs> man, listen, like I said, hey, turn that seven into 27, then holler at us. You get what I'm saying? But shout out to you, man. Staying consistent, though, man. That's good stuff. What else you got going on, bro? Hey, nothing, man. Um, Going on, moving on, excited about my boy being on the show here. That's you know what I mean? You see, him, you see him in the I don't know if y'all see him in the background, uh, chefing it up, getting ready for you guys. That's right. So all this will it's hot, hot as hell outside, and I'm ready to go. Yeah, it is. That is. What's going on, Will? How you feeling? Hey, man, it's another day to be great, man. Looking forward to this show. Hey, Herma, I got you, man. But we doing shows about food, man. And temptation gonna be something to deal with. Probably gonna need this self control, baby. I'm just saying, we got you though. But, hey, welcome back for another show. Hey, I'm fighting temptation myself, man. Your boy turned 40 years old tomorrow. Oh, okay. Good, good, good. Good, good. It's going down. Good, good. Great show ahead, man. Let's get it. Good, good. All right. And so we're going to introduce Big Chris. Go ahead, Herm. Tell them a little bit about about, uh, Chris. Yo, so when I met Chris, man, it was a while ago. We were stationed in Korea. And and when I talk about like a, a, a team that was solid from top to bottom, um, that was my career team. And Chris was uh, a real big part of that, one of the best leaders and services that I ever met, real down to earth, you know what I'm saying? And even even when we was tech sergeants, he carried himself like he was a senior master sergeant at that time. Um, he's retired now, and then I've noticed on his Facebook page that he's doing all this cooking stuff. And I'm like, man, are you, got, you, got, you got a YouTube channel or something like that? And um, – Honestly, I didn't know that he was going to put it down like that. I went to his YouTube channel to see one of his tutorials, and his first video was like he'd been doing it his whole life. And I'm telling you guys, after this show, check out his videos because it's so easy. You would think that some of these dishes are so complex, but he made it so easy. He's very entertaining, and I'm t- you, you'll surprise your family after you watch some of this show. It's my boy Chris Ryan, bro, with Brazil. Such a good thing. 
right, all right. What's going on, man? Hey, hey, Alpha Day, Chris. How you feeling, bro? I see, hey, yo, I see you got the uh, everything lined up in the kitchen, man. Getting all the fish with it. Hey, so what? You you know what you're doing back there, man? Yeah, I know a little something. You know what I mean? Uh, see, uh, us island boys, uh, it's uh, it's common for the men to cook. It really is. Matter of fact, like can you, you know how like people have this the, the barbecue and this, I got the best ribs, got the best whatever. Uh, for Island Boys, it's a little different. It's everything, mm-hmm. Top to bottom, the way everything. So it's like we take pride in this whole thing. And plus, I come from a family of three boys. So my mom made it clear to me that like, all you boys know. So it just stayed picked up. And then, funny thing is, I ended up being in services, and I took some of that that I learned from that, uh, incorporated with the things that I already knew and just. <laughs> right and, so, and and that's dope man and you know that was my first career field actually being services and um never never wanted to learn how to cook however it was it was official you know what i mean and, and it's essential yeah. to actually do i mean no kidding man my my recruiter the way he spun it was like hey you ever wanted to uh run a club I'm like, what? You tell you ask a little 18 year old, yo, you want? Well, of course I will. I, besides all the jobs that I was qualified for, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, it look never once have I did anything in the club as services. But hey, tell a little, tell us a little bit about what you um, what you making. So this is uh, uh traditionally Filipino uh, Filipino chicken adobo. So I know for my Caribbean folks, they have their own version of adobo. And uh, but in the Philippines, we have our own kind of version, similar name. You can blame the Spanish people for that. <laughs> but uh, so what this is, it's like it's a traditional uh, food that it was created really because back in those times, there was no refrigeration, right? So the best way you cook things and you prepare your meal is with vinegar, with something to kind of like something acidic to cook it. So uh, in the traditional sense, it's just garlic, uh, a salting agent, and some vinegar. But we're gonna make this today with a little bit of a uh, um, with island fusion, a little bit of a of a culture switch. If you, if you must, you know. I mean, there's a little bit of coconut in here, and we're gonna add a little bit of onions. But we're gonna go with chicken today because it's fast. So uh, in Guam, we have something similar. It's called stufao, mm-hmm. and it, it's pretty much a similar way. You know what I mean? Because those cultures really uh, during the time of uh, of the war and so on. You have a lot of Filipinos going to Guam, going to Hawaii. So a lot of the dishes and whatnot, if you go to Guam, if you go to Hawaii, you go to the Philippines, you'll, you'll find that some dishes are somewhat similar. And there's a reason for that. It's because of uh, the migration of the Philippines. Filipinos coming from the Philippines to Guam to Hawaii and then to the So a lot of those uh, traditions kind of come up. And today we're going to celebrate that with uh, our chicken Okay, so look, hey, while you're doing that, we're gonna be asking you a couple of questions. You can you can still yeah. answer and everything, right? So, and shout out to everybody that's watching right now. Please make sure you share this. We do appreciate it if you do. It only takes two seconds to get it in. Just share this and and um, you know, spread the word. Cook while you guys uh, while you guys do that, right? Uh, okay, yeah, go ahead. What you got, Herm? So, hey, before we get started, man, I want to sh- send a shout-out or uh, a challenge to our listeners because what's going to happen is Chris is going to break it down how to do this dish. Yeah, I want to send a challenge out to our listeners to who can accomplish this dish after this show, who has the best dish. And I'm pretty sure yeah. Seth can think of a prize to give you guys. He, he the one with the big bank over there. You know, I'm no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> but no, no, that, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a that's a good incentive. So, everybody, if y'all can make your own, you know, chicken adobo and make it look good, don't say, well, look, I made mine, you know, the damn Tennessee way, and, and my, my chicken is fried, and, and you know, no, <laughs> make it traditional, right? I think that would be good. But what you got, Herm? What's up? Hey, what, what, you chop, what you chopping up right there, Chris? <laughs> Uh, just some onions, man. I went ahead and peeled it and just, just you know, just giving it like a chop long wise. So it's nice slices. Because what you want with these onions, you want them to caramelize. You want it to cook all the way down. So it becomes part of the flavor. So, so what I did is uh, I pre-marinated the chicken with, uh, with uh, soy, coconut vinegar. Coconut vinegar is a plus. If you can't find that, you can use whatever vinegar you got, man. White vinegar or uh, apple cider. And then this has garlic, uh, black pepper. It has uh, some peppers. Um, and bay leaves. And so that's been marinating for a good, like, four hours now. And as you saw, when you guys were talking over there, 
All I did was I, I patted down the chicken to kind of dry it out a little bit. You want that so that way you can get that crisp um, outside. You want to brown the chicken properly. That's what we're going to do now. We're going to make sure we brown this chicken really well. Good. I don't like pale chicken. Anybody who's ever worked for me in services, ever been uh, <laughs> worked under my charge, you know that I can't stand pale chicken. You know what? Man, I'd be mad at you if you was my airman. You put pale chicken on that line. Hey, you know what? Hey, I, I think, in, in my opinion, brother, any type of uh, pale chicken is a sin. Why? You get what I'm saying? What are you doing? <laughs> Why <laughs> pale chicken, bro? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, out of all the ways to have chicken, man, that's got to be the way, like, who thought that this looks good? Yeah. <laughs> I don't boil chicken. And traditionally, you can cook this with just, like, without browning it, and you can just throw the ingredients together and cook it. However, I'm a texture eater, and I can't eat that texture of boiled chicken, so I have to have texture on it. So I brown the chicken first, so the skin can have a little bit of texture to it. You know what I mean? So, hey, so what that does, too, is uh, when you brown something and get that char, that's just more flavor. So you want to go ahead and get that flavor. Just a little bit of oil because the chicken's got a lot of fat with that skin. And it's going to pretty much cook it itself. And you let it go in high heat. Let it go. Hey, so you, you said that the, the way you got into this is your mom showed yeah. you and your brothers how to do this. And, I, you know, being faced with friends and knowing you, I know that you was real close with your mom. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, uh, she's absolutely. not here with us today. Uh, can you talk about those early stages about how it was when she showed you how she was teaching you and grooming you to, to come into your own as a, a chef, per se. What? In all honesty, I wouldn't say that she really said, hey, son, come here, I'm going to teach you. But, you know, it's like we're gathered around the table, and what she usually does is before, it's not like she's going to cook dinner, we just gather around the table and eat. You know what I mean? While she's cooking, we're already setting the table, we're already helping her, we're prepping. So um, we're watching her as she's doing this to where, like, we understand what she's doing. And then... It comes to the point where she knows she's, we're going to ask her questions. And we're going to ask her questions. And even still, even as an adult in the military, I still call her up like, Mom, what did you do with this, this, that? And so um, she had to say, like, if you like to eat, you need to know how to cook. You know what I mean? Because only you know what you like to eat. So that's really what it was. And uh, and uh, she learned it from her grandmother and so on. And, and she liked to experiment with food. You know what I mean? Um, and she tried different things. Uh, so I had to learn how to make things. I wanted to eat things because, like, traditional Filipino just she knows that you're not going to get this when you grow up. You're not going to find this anywhere. So you're going to have to figure out how to make it yourself. That's pretty much where it came from. You just have to learn it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there you go. Yo. Yo, so that makes a lot of sense, man. It it sounds like there's a lot of deep family roots, you know, when it comes down to cooking and with your moms and everything. And I share that same sentiment. How important do you think it is to use food as a way of um, fellowship and communion right now, especially now? How do, how important is that to you? Um, you know, there's a lot of differences in opinion about many things that goes on. But one thing that we can all agree on is uh, everybody needs to eat. Everybody needs to eat something. And that's one thing we can all agree on is as human beings, as a human race, uh, our bodies function one way. You have to intake food to nourish your body so you can become stronger. And if you do that, everybody needs to eat the way you want to eat, right? And everybody wants something that's good. In a communal sense, you know, like in the military, for example, we're all military members or used to be military members. You know, um, there's something about having that first meal with everybody. And then where, no matter where you're from, no matter, let's say, me and Erm, or me and you, in different places, you know, when that food's on the table, we understand what it is. We understand that, that that's a certain amount of love there. That comes from the very beginning, from a mother feeding her child, um, a father working nine to five to put bacon on the table. He doesn't do that because that's something that, it feels like it's for him. He does that for the people that he loves. You know, you create a table of feet for people that you love. And that's where you can come down, sit, eat, and you can talk about certain things. How was your day? Um, how was? How did this affect you? How did that affect you? And the table, where food on the table, the dinner table, I should say, is the best time to to get some of these issues out. And a lot of times, I don't think we spend enough time around the dinner table to actually right. talk and listen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. We, we, we talked about that, man, before. 
as far as how important it is to come to the dinner table and, you know, quiet the noise, put your phone down, uh, cut the TV off. And then let's talk about the day and let's, um, you know, let's see how each other are doing, you know, face to face. So that's dope. That's dope. What else you got, huh? And you know, it's not—it's not necessarily just like it has to be formal. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It could be just like, like my daughter sometimes. Like, she's—I have an eight-year-old daughter. She'll come down and she'll make herself something to eat, and I'll be here in the kitchen. And while she's eating, she'll be like, "Hey, Dad, what do you think about this?" And we'll talk. And we'll have to talk, and we'll talk about current events, things that are going on in the world right now, and she'll give me her opinion, and I'll try to translate it the best way I can in uh, in, in how I understand what she's saying. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, who would have that? That ability to kind of lower down, take away inhibition, mm-hmm. take away fear. You know what I mean? Because you're feeding yourself. And while you're feeding yourself with nourishment, you might as well feed yourself with the knowledge of understanding. You know? Right. Or, right. Yeah. Okay. That's dope. But look, before we get too deep up into it, uh, we have a, um, a Zoom bomber. We have a. Uh, <laughs> someone that that just logged in ladies and gentlemen want to introduce and welcome back miss precious j what's going on stranger short applause but i'll take it since i have been trying to get in because you guys have so many wonderful messages in that wonderful group see you see what she's doing you you see how she thought she trying to sprinkle that shade on there get out of here yeah stop sprinkling that stop sprinkling you're you're a trip but anyway we got chris on me he's on about to make some chicken adobo and uh really talk about uh, cooking and fellowshipping. I've been, hmm? I've been watching. I've been watching the whole time, trying to get y'all to let me in. You know, is that what it is? I think it's some type of female discrimination, y'all got there going on. Go. But you know, we'll get back on that later. This man is making food. I'm very much interested. Okay, because I like to. Eat. Yeah, yeah, I know, and, and you know, he, he he gets it in. But shout out to you and your hair. How you like your hair? Short hair don't care. I like it. How you like it? I'm trying to lock it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it is a personal challenge for myself <laughs> mm-hmm. because I like to change my hair up a lot. You know this, You're right? Least since you've known me, I I don't know have every hairstyle there is to have. Yep, everything I'm since Jerry curls. To, yeah, I'm trying to stay committed. That's it's a challenge for myself to commit to the hairstyle. You got so. it. That's dope. That's dope. Woo, we gonna pray. That's okay. Make it do what it do. What you got, huh? So check this out, man. Similar, man, what Chris was talking about, how, like, love languages, and this love language is never inside of a book. Like, my mom, my mom is the same way. She showed her love of food. That's why I'm as fat as I am now, you know what I mean? Because my mom <laughs> loves me a lot. You know what I mean? So, hey. I, hold I on. No, 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 no. I know. Stop blaming your mama. Hey, hold on. I'm going to tell you what. Herm, Herm. Herm, listen, bruh. No, no, no. I'm here. You need to. Ain't that a bitch? Take responsibility. Check this out. Look, that love language, look, that love language is act of service, and your ass just kept taking it. That's all. She was giving, right. She giving you gifts, and you just keep, hey, put the fork down and say it's okay. I love you anyway. You can't blame your mama. mama. What we got going on, Chris? What you got going on over there? So, what it is is I just browned the chicken. So, after you brown the chicken, you're going to take it out, right? Uh, and then you're gonna work on that sauce. So a lot of people don't make it this way. Traditionally, you just put all the ingredients in there and so on and cook it. But underneath, on that pan, when you take the chicken out, there's a lot of flavor in there. So there's already oil from the chicken and so on, so you don't have to add any more. You take all that garlic, take a lot of it, and you throw it in there, you get that all flavor. And I wish you could smell it. And uh, there's nothing better than the smell of a uh, garlic and onions cooking. How, how many? How much garlic was that that you just used? How much garlic two, was? Full, two big bowls of garlic. Okay. And was that two onions as well? That's just one onion. So one the onion, onion is really like a backup. It's a it's a a backup flavor. You know what I mean? So it's like the, you know the temptations you have, like you said, David Ruffin and all them. That guy in the back back that no one remembers. That's what onions are. No, oh my god oh stop it stop it no you got to have that hey hey look chris let me ask you something so do you make your own uh finadini on the side i do man yeah, all the time yeah so in fact uh 
about to we about to so so finna denny is like a pacific islanders uh soy sauce so it's a yeah, little it's like bit ketchup, of right? yeah, yeah, it's like ketchup, right? But you you dip your food in it, or you can put it on whatever it is that you're cooking, and just give it yeah. a nice little a nice little twang to it. It's good. It's real good. And so, um, the first time I've had it, so it look, oh there you man, what that should look like? See, see how that onion is uh, caramelizing real fast, and that garlic is browning. That's how it should be. So once it starts simmering down a little more. You're going to take some of that marinade from that chicken. I didn't cook all the chicken because there's only an hour show, right? Are you making so, uh, you're going to take some of that marinade. What's that? What'd you say, person? I said, is he making deliveries or no? no I don't know. He I'm might be. Way, I'm, I'm all the way in Cali. I... <laughs> Yo, like where? in California. I'm all the way in Cali. So, yeah. oh, well, then I need to be back then. I'm going to come on and come pick on. myself up and hey. get myself come an excuse down. to get out of yeah. town. <laughs> Hey, so for the people that just came on, yeah, he is making adobo. He's mm-hmm. making it a uh, uh, yeah. alternate version, yeah, alternate tax version of adobo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, you brown the chicken first. Uh, like I said, uh, for folks who didn't hear, I have this thing against like texture eating, <laughs> so I have to make sure that my my chicken is brown first, and then uh, I I make that sauce separate. So the marinade has a lot of that chicken flavor in it. So you gotta let that sit there, and you're just gonna let that that cook a little bit. And that's gonna stew. So we're almost pretty much done with the big stuff. We can just chop it up. Okay. So we're gonna let that cook and simmer. Once that simmers, we're gonna throw some of this coconut cream in there. It's gonna simmer some more. We're gonna put the chicken in, and it's just gonna get happy. Nice, nice. 15, hey. 20 minutes is just gonna get happy, and we'll plate it. Throw some rice on top. Oh, Bang. it's gonna be a problem in the city. You know what? Hey, and shout out to you doing this. I don't know if anyone know. A lot of people don't know, but uh, I just I had to. Just bite the bullet, oh, and yeah. I end up getting a um, a uh, right ninja here. a ninja foodie. Man, that ninja that. foodie changed my life, brother. What's that right there? So I like my food hot. So this right here, if you can see it, crushed chili pepper. You can make it yourself, but I'm I ain't doing all that. <laughs> yeah, so is, uh, you can buy this at uh, any Asian store if you're around them. So I like it hot. So I don't measure it. You just whatever works for you. You know what I mean? Not everybody likes spicy food, but that's cool. We can't all be big men, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. I got some more peppers in there. So where I'm from, our region in the Philippines, and plus being in Guam, we eat a lot of spicy food and put coconut in the dish. That's really where this derives from. It's like I like spice, and all my kids eat spicy food. So, you know, if it ain't hot, if it ain't spicy, it ain't right. Okay. Yo. But, so you know, if, like, if, if you're a little softer, you know, you can take it out. That's cool. Yeah, that, that's that, that's for you, Big Herm. But so, but but what I was what, what I was trying to ask was, is it a way like, so like I said, I have a foodie, right? The Ninja Foodie. Is it a way that individuals can make this in different yeah. pots and pans and everything? Like, what what do you yeah. suggest? Yeah. So if you have a foodie, you just gotta do the same thing. You know, you uh, you gotta take the steps. Like so a lot of dishes, like this dish, you know, there's like different methods. There's the, there's the frying, there's the braising part, and then there's the simmering part. As long as you can break down the foodie into those different things, and then uh, and it, it'll work for you. you know what I mean, I've, I, I've yeah, never really used one, but I know my brother has one. So, but he's like he said the same thing. As long as you break down like the methods mm-hmm. of cooking, yeah, you'll be all right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, just don't put it in the pot and hope it goes Yeah. Mm-hmm. good for pressure cooking, though. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> I got a question, health wise. Like, is this yes, a ma'am. super healthy? Is this a super healthy dish? Because you know, Herm is been getting his workout on. We, so, can't, we can't mess up what this man been trying so look, to do. He gonna do it himself. He gonna do it himself. Right. So I use chicken thighs, but you can substitute this for like. That's the thing about adobo. Adobo is not the chicken. It's the method of cooking. It's really okay. the, the the star of the adobo is really the vinegar and the garlic. That's the star of the show. The meat and the stuff put in there is really secondary. So you, know, you can make this with eggplant. You can make it with whatever. The salmon? Would there. it taste good with salmon? With what salmon? Yeah. I wouldn't recommend. I don't. I wouldn't recommend salmon because it falls apart. Okay. <laughs> because and, you have to cook and, it and, and not just that. It yeah, kind of sounds. It, it might sound a little. It sounds nasty. Salmon adobo. <laughs> Glazing on top. Yeah. I love salmon. Though. Hey, it's all now good. You can make an adobo glaze. 
Yeah. yeah. Like, look right here. Like, right now, this is glazing right now. And you yeah, technically could put that on top and glaze. You really could. Yeah, that's it. And that's really what's about, what cooking is about. You know what I mean? You take the experiment, see what works for you. And if it works, it's good. If it doesn't work, fuck it. That's right. right. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Hey, Big Will. Will got a question. What you got, Will? Hey, Chris, man. You over there doing up, your bro? thing, my dude. Hey, yeah. now you talked about that spice. I'm going to be the person you talking to. Don't put nothing spicy in my food. Oh, oh that's right. You big I baby. I want you to donate some skills to self to increase the value of his substandard macaroni and cheese. Because you guys heard him say earlier, he was a military cook. I think he's still using that damn cookbook. Man, Did, you know what? I shouldn't. Have, I thought you had a question. This we go do. We we we're just gonna mute you for the rest of 2020. All right, because you out of line for that, you cornball. But nevertheless, though, um, how is this easy to uh, do, brother? It seems yeah, easy so far. It's easy to do as long as you follow the steps. It's really easy. As a matter of fact, what I'll do is um is uh. Is uh, I'll, I'll actually list this and put it on paper so people can actually read it, and then I'll, I'll throw it on my page, and then you got earn or whoever can copy it, and then you can share it. Anyway, um, if anybody else wants, you can click the link, um, and I'll, I'll put a link up, and people can add. And um, I I share recipes all the time because I feel like food isn't meant to be kept a secret. Mm -hmm. It's not. Share as much as you can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're at the point now where it's all sizzling, it's getting nice and sticky. So when it's sticky like that, you want to put your chicken back in. And this is where it gets a little magical, right? You put the chicken in. Uh, coconut cream is literally exactly what it sounds like. It's like a thicker sauce. It really is like a cream, you know? Uh, coconut milk is a little bit more runny. You want the cream so that way it can be a little bit silky. So let's, uh, let's do a little something like this. Okay. Pour this right on top. Silky, creamy. What this is gonna do is just gonna simmer down nice and slow, and just be done here in a good Yo, yeah, yeah. It, it, look, it, I mean, you know, you might have to add some sugar for Will, but look, let me take a second though, since we're talking about food and everything, brother. Yeah. But Not sure if you know anything about Kevlar's Grill, but they don't know how to make adobo, but. They get it in with everything else. Everybody, make sure y'all check out hey. Kevlar's Grill. They get it in. They right outside the Scott Air Force Base gate. They do the uh, the gratitude boxes. Y'all already know what they do for the first responders, individuals that work at the hospitals. And and it's great. Great food. They do the catering. Make sure you, you check them on out. They uh, do the Grubhub 25-mile radius. Make sure you check them out. And when you go to their page, please, please, please make sure you like them, follow them, go to Yelp and go to Google. Make sure you give them that uh, five-star rating because that's how we can support each other. So make sure you check them out. The number is 618-416-5700. Again, it's located out the back gate within the VFW, Scott VFW Post 1, I'm sorry, 4183. All right, make sure you check them on out. Kevlar's Grill. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. The Lion's Den podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now, back to the show. So how's everything smelling, man? It looks good. How's it smelling over there? Uh, it's very um, savory. Uh, mm -hmm. That's the whole point of this dish is to make it savory. You know what I mean? If it's smelling too fucking sweet, then that's that's not how it's supposed to be. If it's too runny, it's not the way it's supposed to be. So, that, you know, you at the end of this, when it's all done, you'll see it should be like a silky type gravy that's on there. If, if it's not like that, then I, I, man, I don't know what the hell you did. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> shit. You really, what you really got, it's like, um, you know, it should be a silky type gravy thing. And if it's too watery, just cook it down for a little, just let it cook a little longer and let that, that uh, the uh, liquid reduce. Oh, I said like, um, yeah, you just, you just cook it down a little bit more. It should be like, uh, like a silky type. Um, people like to use the word rude. That's the wrong word. It should be like a silky gravy. Okay. 
Good, so good. That coconut cream is gonna cook down. So it's gonna be silky. It's gonna be smooth. Yeah, it is. It doesn't work. It is root. I know. I know. It lives. You know. Don't feel bad. There's a lot of services people see. People think that if you're in services, you know how to cook. That's bullshit. I tell you, I had a lot of services people around me that didn't know how to cook for nothing. And, and you know what? And, and it's the truth. It's the truth. Just because that's your FSC that you're supposed to all of a sudden yeah. be Chef Homebar ID. Precious, what you got? I want to know, like, because it's, a, it's it's food from a different culture. Like, is this like, as far as American food goes, is this like in the stew family? Like, what kind yeah, of? yeah. It's like okay. a, it is like a stew. It's like a, it's like a stew. You know what I mean? Um, I guess I don't know if this is American or not, but it's similar to something like a, like a, like a cacciatore. Similar. It's cooked a similar way. Yeah, it's like okay. that. It's that, that, Italian, right? But I don't know. I didn't. I learned it here in America. So it must be American. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, so man. Do you make anything with it, like? Because, you know, black people always want some bread, some cornbread or something on the yeah, side. Yeah, you like, can. You can. You can. Whatever. I mean, this is traditionally eaten with rice. It's what it's eaten okay. with uh, steamed rice. Traditionally, because of all that gravy, you want, you, you know, um, uh, the savory flavors mixed with rice. And if you guys know anything about most Asian people, rice is life. I mean, everything uh, is rice, bro. Everything else. Everything. Rice is life. You know, yeah, and, then, and, 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 and then in Guam, you got the red rice. You know what I'm saying? Rice, yeah. Yeah. yeah hey. and that's similar. And yeah, it's uh, everybody, every culture has got their own rice type thing, like a starch that they mm-hmm. have. Yeah. So what we're going to use today with this is parody. Uh, my favorite, personally, is jasmine rice. That's what we're going to use. Mm. So jasmine is like. Rice. And it's nice and sticky too. If you do it right, it can get ripped. Yeah, the sticky, sticky rice. So look, man, tell us about your YouTube page because you have individuals saying that they follow you, and it's it's easy to follow as far as your uh, like how you cook and everything. So what made you want to create a page doing this? I did it. <laughs> I really did it uh, because uh, it was not my thing. Um, I, I got some. Uh, you know, um, after X amount of years in the military, so on, I, ha- I do have some issues that, uh, that came out of my career. You know what I mean? Um, and a lot of my coping mechanism is a reason why I cook a lot too is because uh, it helps me center, helps me find balance, and helps me focus. I mean, it's, uh, it's my peace. And a lot of times in you know uh, my military career, there was a lot of uh, instances that was so so uh, nice. Let's just leave it at that. And so I had to uh, find a way to kind of balance that. So cooking became my thing uh, as an outlet. And somebody, some friends, like, "Hey, you should make a cookbook. You should, you should do this, do that." And then it was during Asian Pacific Heritage Month, and one day it's like, "Hey, Kate, are you are you willing to do a cooking demo? Are you willing to do a video?" And because you know, I I am truly uh, in love with with sharing the culture. I was like, "Yes, I'll do it." And then when I did it the first time, someone said, "Hey, you should do this again." So I was like, "You know what? Let me try it." Again. But the, the funny thing that happened was I don't script anything, so whatever comes out of my mouth is what comes out of my mouth. <laughs> and it worked out. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's just you get me 100%. Like, uh, That's dope. You and know? you know what? I'm glad you said that too, man, as far as coping mechanisms. We have individuals that's yeah. either in the military or interested, and some that's not. But it's important yeah. to find that um, – that release that you speak of, yeah. like, for example, mine was music. So um, my mentor yeah. years ago, he introduced DJ to me. And so that was a way to help me cope with everything that was going on, man, either deployments or just just crazy work schedules or different, yeah. you know, people that you're working with and for, you know, essentially. Yeah. So it's real good to have that outlet and to find out what it is and to, uh, yeah. you know, find your grounding, man. So, yeah, shout out. Shout out to you for that, man. So the best thing about cooking is that uh, you can't blame anybody else if you fuck up, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's just you, your kitchen, and your ingredients. Mm -hmm. So if you come out with a product that's like something you can be proud of, it's amazing. If you created something, right? But at the same time, it's also therapeutic because you have no one else to blame but yourself. And you have to hold yourself accountable. So it's that thing that kind of helps helps me out. So if I screw something up completely, the only thing I can say is, you know what, scrap this. I know it didn't work, and I'll do it again later. It's a good life lesson because, and for me, that's what cooking does for me. It's a good life lesson. You take something, 
it doesn't work out, trial and error, right? So many times in life, we try something, it doesn't work out, you're like, that's not for me, I'm out. However, you gotta eat. You know what I mean? And ain't no one else here fucking cooking for me. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, you gotta figure it out. And then if it doesn't work out, scrap it, try again, scrap it, try again. So someday, at some point, with all that hard work and trial and error and failing and failing and failing, you come up with a product that's that you can be proud of. That's the really, other than the love and the commune and everything like that, that's what cooking does for me. And, you know, hopefully someone sees it and says, no, I want to try cooking because maybe you can do that. It gives you that sense of pride that you really can't get anywhere else but from yourself. You know what I mean? Because your own two hands. I think that's one of the most beautiful things about creating and cooking. And, yeah, people say, like, you know, that's not how you do it. It's not traditional. It's what, who gives a shit? It's good to you. And that's the only thing that matters. Right. I love that. And that's and that's the that's the joy of cooking. The joy of cooking is to be able to create. I love that. That is real dope, but man. Yeah, what's going on over there, dude? What what you say, her? Sound like you got a wrestling match going on over there. Is your kid? Oh, my son. What yeah, is my son, man? He's, I got I got a, a six six year old boy about to be seven. He's he's like a monster, Evan. Chill out, man. <laughs> Yeah, so so another another thing about another thing about Chris is he he does it on his own. I mean he raises his Man, kids, you know. He raises his kid, he retired vet, you know, have got a full time job. And he's still kind of trying to make sure he provides food for his, his family. Mm-hmm. You know, um well, I will tell you something. I'll tell you what, man, uh I will I give I will give props to all the single moms out there that do it and drop. You know why I say that is because I didn't become I didn't get into the single dad life until 2014. I didn't really understand. I was like, you know, I'm a dad. I know how to do this, whatever. But then when I started doing it by myself, whew, Lord, job, <laughs> kids, and then having to nurture, and then they, they get a boo-boo, and you're like, fuck, I, I don't know how to, I got to figure this out. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, with that, it's like, and then, uh, and then all the kids, like, no one wants to go to bed on time. Like, fuck. I, would have, I had a potty train my son. That shit was terrible. You know, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, so uh, you know, I had to learn it. And to think that as a single dad, that, you know, I take, it's like sometimes it's amazing to me, like, like women have this, 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 I wouldn't say that it's second nature, but it comes more natural to them. I mean, for us, it's like one of those things that we're like, we get so used to, I'm the provider, 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 that when you have to be the nurturer, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I had to learn that. And I want to give them a lot of love and a lot of props, man. And that's just the most amazing thing to me. Yo, that's so, dope. Yeah, that make a lot of sense, man, because you have to be, if, if you're doing it by yourself, you, you got to have that balance. You got to. Yeah. You know, and them kids are going to need yeah. that. You're going to need it. But so that was a challenge doing the potty training. He <laughs> did yeah, man, it was terrible. And, you know, and props, and props to their mom, man. I mean, that, she did this with the girls and everything like that. And I had to, like, you know, when he, the, and then I, I had to be the one to take the kids when, when we separated. But, uh, like, I didn't appreciate, especially for my mom. Like, when I think of my mom, she raised three boys. Three boys just like me and my son. And, like, my girl, my girl Mel, my girlfriend, she said, she's like, oh, your mom is a superhero. I was like, why? And I was like, you complain about your son all the time. However, your mom raised three of you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, God, you're damn right. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, Chris, I want to yeah. go back to something that we kind you kind of mentioned earlier. Cooking is therapy, right? Uh, how it got you through some tough times. I want to dig a little bit into that. Like, how did you know that cooking was what you needed to get you through what you was going through, whatever it is you was going through? What was the feelings that you had inside? Did you get lost in it? Go go a little bit deeper into that. Yeah, man. So um, um, let's go back to, I think, let's go to um, when, my, my, when my mom passed, right? And that was just a couple years back. When my mom passed. There's a really big hole in my heart. You know what I mean? Because, um, like, she was just everything. Um, and uh, the one thing that my, me and my mom had was – other than, of course, I'm her son, my mom, is her ability to always make something, right? No matter how hard life got, no matter whatever, me and my brothers were never hungry. She figured it out. You know what I mean? Dad was working crazy jobs. He had his own business, but business didn't always go as planned. But dad provided, and she, mom figured it out. 
And that kind of brings me a little bit of peace because like, no matter how crazy my life gets, no how hard it is, I have people depending on me, right? And the kitchen and food that I'm cooking is my means of providing. I may not have a lot of money in my pocket, you know what I mean? I may not have, I may not be able to get my kids all the, all the best things all the time. But one thing I can guarantee them is they're going to have something that I provide for my own life. You know what I mean? That's filled with love, and I create that with love. So no matter what it is, it could be the fanciest thing they ever eaten, or it could be, you know, just fancied up uh, something out of a bag. But whatever it is, I'm going to make it out of love. And then as, as a father, as a, as a man of God, you know, that humility, it teaches you how to be humble because you got to start from scratch. Shout out. And that's, that's, and I think that's the lesson right there is you got to start from scratch. You know, it doesn't happen. Anything worth having, you've got to struggle for. That's beautiful. So it brings me that semblance of peace. It humbles me and it grounds me. Wow. So that's why when I cook for somebody, if I'm ever cooking for somebody, if I ever cook for anyone, anyone, I'm doing this out of love. That's me telling you in one way or shape. That's dope. So that's real. That's dope, man. That's good. That's good. And shout out to you, man. Shout out to, you know, like you said, the single mothers out there, single fathers and, you know, and even family members. You you have to find a way to be able to show appreciation and love because it's it's imperative. It's imperative to do that. And if that's your way of doing it, then that's cool, man. And being able to provide is also a, a very essential thing to do. You know, now, cooking is just a metaphor, right? It's yeah, just, it's just of a course. For things. I mean, for me, that's 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 what I do. It's a metaphor. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, people quote unquote cook for their for their loved ones in their own way. And I think um, and like what Herm was saying is like what it boiled down for me. It came down to like I don't have a lot of like ways to say, you know, to show. You know, I mean, I don't, I can't. I'm busy all the time. I can't take my kids to Disneyland or Disney World, wherever all the time, and so on. But the time that I do have for them in my own home, in the in the three hours, two hours that I have with them throughout the day, in the busy world, I can make them a meal. You know what I mean? Just say like, look, whether you're hungry or not hungry, just let let you know that this meal is here for you today. Mm-hmm. And that's something I want to pass on to them, so that way, you know, I have grandkids someday. Thank because you know, kids are life is busy now. So whether you whether you need it or not, just know that it's always here for you. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit of love in there. That's how my mom was. My dad was like, was like that too. You may or may not be hungry, but just in case, it's here for you. You'll never stop. I wonder if my kids feel the same love when I make them ramen noodles. I got to ask them that. Don't. Like, don't. Don't, <laughs> Do dog. Like, don't. Yeah. Don't you dare. Put, put in no. There. Put egg in it, bro. Put egg put and egg then egg. what you go, put chop up egg. some damn hot dogs and make it gourmet? <laughs> dog. <laughs> Precious, don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Don't you say a damn thing. She about to. Is that? All I'm about to say is, like, you don't know ramen noodles like uh Ghetto household knows ramen noodles. Like yeah. you would have thought, my mama worked at the uh, Chinese food restaurant. I'm talking about egg, peppers, meats, all type of stuff. I'm like, why your ramen noodles don't look like this little regular? <laughs> <laughs> She's the you like me? And mine would be like regular noodles. Like for real, those those like noodles. Well, I'm telling you. Man, making them make making them prison meals. What you got, her? Hey, man, I want I want to uh, dig in a little bit about fellowship, man. Because one yeah, thing man. I know about you, um, since I've known you, anytime anybody's around you, they automatically feel like family. Uh, but you are you mentioned before the Asian uh, Pacific Islander Association. Uh, most people yep. in the military are familiar with that. Know how you guys get down. Can you yep. talk a little bit about how y'all's meals, like how's y'all's fellowship, um, impacted by the meals that y'all bring? Does oh, it bring like y'all together closer? You know, remember we used to talk shit. You used to talk shit to me about the whole manufacturing thing. Remember? Yeah, well, I still will. I still will. I know. I know you will. <laughs> you dick like that. But, but, but it's like this, right? Uh, we're immigrants. We come from a place that's not fortunate. I mean, like, for example, Manny Pacquiao, that guy came from a place where people killed for clean water. You know, my father, uh, fourth grade education. So, you know, because there you have to pay for your school. However, he made it. He made it here. 
He made it long. He made it. He brought his sons here, and we were we became his legacy. And now we're all American, and we made it. Here. And where that comes from is the food and the fellowship. It's like a lot of us feel like we don't belong. You know what I mean? We came into the military. Like when I came into this country, you know, before I didn't even know I wasn't a citizen. <laughs> I came into this country. I spoke a, an accent. And Mel makes fun of me makes fun of me all the time because my accent is a combination of like island talk and El Cuje. Because when I was a kid, I listened to a lot of El Cuje. So I thought that's how Americans talk. What? Wait, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. I've never What the hell? Hold on, hold on, Chris. Chris, hold on, hold on. Wait, who the hell does that do LL bruh, do LL even have a damn accent? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? New, New York. York. New oh, York shit right? up. Oh, my God. <laughs> that shit. So I thought Chris, that's how cool American dudes man. talk. If you have to be a cool American guy, that's how you talk. So and <laughs> combined with the way that I you normally talk, you get this. <laughs> so what's up, Chris? So what, man? So what? You, you, you was going around in school licking your lips at females, bruh. Yes. Are you serious? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure yeah. you hear this brother yeah. saying this. Hey, P- hey, Precious, you hear this, right? He was at school. Yeah, half a day. Half a day. <laughs> like, this is me. Like, I talked to somebody and they was so this this is my freshman year in high school. I, my hands would be like this, like, yeah, what's up? Are you <laughs> I, thought <my> lips, so. <laughs> I thought that I thought that was a cool thing to do. Come to find out, I was like, you corny as shit, bro. <laughs> Hey, Mel say you still do that, man. Mel say you still do that. Yeah, I still do that. I still... Whatever she says is the truth. Say that. So so Mel is his (laughs) lady, man. We all worked together uh, back in Korea. She was also there. And I'm going to tell you now, he really dated out of his (laughs) league with this one. I was caught off guard when I found out. (laughs) You said he dated out of his league. Cool J shit. That shit works. No, it don't, <laughs> man. You know that shit don't work. What? Well, hey, in your but case, yeah, it but did. But about the food, like the reason why it's so communal for us is when we see each other, we all come from this like strange relation, right? Like the whole Manny Pacquiao thing. When you watch Manny Pacquiao fight, wars in the Philippines fucking stop, stops. Like they don't no fighting because he's fighting. There's a Manny Pacquiao fight. And when you go to people that don't even fight and watch boxing, because he's fighting, they're going to stop and watch because there's a sense of pride because it brings us together. Just like, and the whole point of it is like, that guy is just like me. You know what I mean? So when it comes to food and we bring people in, so we get people to understand us. Like uh, if you've ever been to IUD, uh, we had an Apple organization over there and we used to, we used to barbecue. We would invite everybody. And people be like, you guys are losing money. You're like, why are you doing this? And the whole point of it is we want to bring people in to kind of understand who we are. And to show you a part of our culture is like our culture is built on that. You may not understand us. You may understand the way we talk sometimes because we're licking their lips and shit. <laughs> but but the whole point of it is this this is based on love. We want to invite you. We want you to learn about us. We're inclusive now. And when we see each other, and even if I don't know somebody, so um, you know, and I know you've seen this term like um, I'll 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 be somewhere and I see somebody and he'll he'll look at me funny and he'll be like, Are you Filipino? And I'll be like, Yeah. And automatically, we automatically have a connection, a connection that only me and him will understand because no one else does. You know what I mean? Something we will only us will understand. Even if we don't know each other, we understand where he's coming from. I mean, we get it. It's just like, it's no different than you meet somebody from the town that you're from, a small little town that no one knows about. And then he tells you where he's from and automatically like, oh man, it's like I've known you my entire life. And that's really what it's about. And that's what the whole, when you bring food, I may not know this person, but because I see what he's eating, I know where he's from, and I know his, and how he's eating it, I know his story. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy's eating with his hands. That tells me that this guy's from the old, old country. You know I mean? Right. He uses a fork and a spoon instead of just a fork. That tells me that, you know what I mean, that uh, that he's definitely, definitely Filipino, but that's a Filipino thing. I never see us use a knife. You know what, man? Is that, that makes a lot of sense, and, and I will encourage individuals to do that. No matter what your nationality yeah. is, do that Absolutely. because because it can bring individuals together. And especially right now, that's is, that's what we need. That's that is exactly what we need with everything that's going on and so much division. What can you do to include and bring in individuals? Maybe it is maybe it is just some food, Invite you know? Me. Yeah. 
Yeah, cook for them, you know, and or practice or have them cook for you or, you know, just be open. I think that's the that's the main thing. Right. Being able to want to connect with individuals and, and to uh, fellowship and not talk about everything that's necessarily heavy. You know what yeah. I mean? But let's just yeah. talk. Let's be OK. Are we OK right now? I mean, are we yeah. cool? You know, it's one of those type of things. Yo, that looks very good, brother. That looks and that's real the type good. of thing that bothers me too, bro. It's like, you know, you see the media and your news. It's like we're so divided. But I, I think I told somebody the other day. It's like, no, we're not. We're not divided. You know what I mean? Because my neighbor is white. I have another neighbor who's black. I have, like, we, when we all meet each other, we work together and we talk to each other. We're not as divided as you think. We're divided in here in our minds. But if you really think about it, we have so much more in common than we have separate. The problem is we're not listening. Yes. The problem is when somebody's hurting, when someone has a problem, instead of instead of listening and saying, how can I understand you? What people feel like they're doing is like, you know what? I know what you're feeling. But I'm going to downplay that because I want to get my point across. That's not healthy. You're right. We that's hear each other. We're not we're not listening to each other. That's you know, it. It's, it's all about let me get my point across. And then so that way I can let you know that what you're feeling is not as important as what I'm trying to tell you. Like it's invalid. Right. And it's horrible, man, because essentially everyone's feelings are valid. Hey, Precious, you got a point. You got a question. Go ahead, Precious. She lost in the smoke over there. Yeah, she is. (laughs) I see. Go ahead. What you got? So earlier he was talking about how when his mom would be like preparing dinner, him and his siblings would be you and your siblings. I don't want to talk like you're not right here. It's all good. You were talking about how you and your siblings would be like setting the table. And I tripped off of that because like nowadays everybody has their little device, their their TV, their whatever. And the other day when I think dinner, everybody kind of like went in their quarters. My daughter was in the front room at her little table watching her little cartoon. My mom was in her room and I was in my room. And I was like, okay, you know what? We don't start eating together at the table together. You know what I mean? Because that whole sense of like eating together getting how was your day what happened today that whole fellowship part i feel like is missing not just in my household but just period just because like i said kids are on their phones sometimes people are watching tv while they're eating dinner so do you now like pass that kind of tradition on to your kids like when it's time to eat everybody at the table you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna blow smoke you know, what I mean, I'm gonna be honest. It's like we are a very modern family in that sense. You know, what I mean, I have a, and all my kids are separate age. I have an 18 year old going to college. I have a 12 year old girl who's gonna be 13. She's trying to figure out herself. She's at that point in her life. And I have a six year old boy who thinks grilled cheese and fucking toast is like the best food in the world. You know, what I mean? so it's like I have to figure out what works for them. So I, I may not be able to bring them all to the table all the time because uh-huh. you know, and that's it. Kind of makes it fun for me because I cook differently for all three of them. However, I, 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 I take my moments, you know what I mean? And like, uh, like my daughter, it's like my middle child, she'll come to me and she's like, Dad, can you make this? And that's her way of communicating, like, can you do something for me? Yeah, and I'll make her something. And when she, when she eats, that's when she's eating, then that's when I'll sit down with her and take my time and say, hey, just let me know what's going on. Thank you. My older daughter should come down. And my older daughter is going this little part-time vegan thing, which is crazy because we're Filipino. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, shit. So that's I'm learning. Cool. It's so, yeah. so uh, when she comes down, what I try to do is because, you know, because I'm her dad, instead of saying like, oh, vegan, blah, blah, whatever, it's not good because we're good. What I try to do is try to learn it. So now I'm trying to incorporate some of that stuff in my cooking because trying to show her that, hey, I love you and I'm going to, and you, this is important to you too. So food Definitely. in a way of communing, when I say commune, that doesn't actually mean everybody has to sit in a table and fake the funk. And you got to be honest, you got to be real with what works for you and your family. And for me, how it works is we use food as a sense to communicate to each other, but not necessarily in what works for us. Mm. So you got a lot of time. I think that's bro. nice that you cook, like you learn different, you know, vegan meals because you're dark. That makes her feel included. Have you ever went to a dinner somewhere and it was like barely anything that you ate there? And especially once you start not eating meat. <clears throat> Yeah, so you uh, go to certain places and it's not a lot of food. Like when it comes, 
look, I, I, I love like um, being invited to eat. I love food, but I just can't. I can't eat boiled chicken. It's weird. It's a weird thing. I can't eat it. Like if it's boiled, I don't I can't need eat it. Yeah, in a stew or in a soup, I can't like eat it. Like chicken and dumplings. Oh my god! I, I can't eat it. <laughs> so here we go. This is our end product. Check it out. So, got my rice. It's really easy. You just put it in a little bowl, good. stuff the rice. And, and can you, can and you then, bring um, the camera closer to it, brother? Yeah, man. Check it out. I'm hungry. Ooh. <laughs> there we go. So there it is. Uh, I throw a little bit of chives on there just to make it fucking fancy. You know what I mean? And this is uh, toasted garlic. Toasted garlic? Yeah. Yeah, like it's separately toasted. I need then you just put one of these things like this, like that. You know what I mean? Like, like fucking those fancy chefs and shit. What's <laughs> <laughs> that Emerald say? Yo. Bam. Yeah, oh, bam. More peppers. More peppers. There you go. And we watched it. 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 We I don't like that. Mama. Or you like this today, hey, bruh. Or or if that's the case, yeah. If you don't if you don't like it, you ain't eating. Nah, how about this? I bet you gonna like it on today. I just took it as a personal challenge. You know what I mean? Really, honestly, for me, I I took it as a personal challenge. Like, like because like, oh, you don't like what I cook. That tells me that there's something that you don't like. So I'm gonna figure it out and I'm gonna make it right. You know what I mean? It's like it's, I took it as a personal challenge. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Other me than too, man. That's why I keep three different flavors of uh, ramen noodles on deck. I know what, what he doing that for he doing that just for personalities. Hey Preston, you got one last point before we wrap it up? On my hands again. So um before we wrap well since we're wrapping it up, I just wanna say that I think as a woman, I appreciate you being a man cooking especially multiple meals in one <laughs> night, sir, because I'm trying yeah. to tell you that don't, that don't happen, but I think it's great <laughs> that you using your your skill to not just bring your family together, but telling you if I sit down and I enjoy something, you remember that. You remember what it was. You remember where you yeah. were at. You remember you know what was going on. So good food is important and keep putting it out there because I'm gonna keep eating it. And I'm gonna have to get this uh recipe together and put some salmon in there yeah. on the side. Yeah, hit <laughs> me up on the Play. page and if you. Anybody ask me for a recipe, I'll get you the recipe. Now, mind you, if you don't remind me, I will forget because I'm forgetful. <laughs> but if you I remind me, I will. I, I, I'm, I'm always, I'm always real. I will always get. It, it, I, I, I always share. It's all good. Right on, Big Herm. What you got, brother? So, um, I really, again, man, I can't, I can't hit it enough, man. For the people that is watching, please take a look at what he was just able to do in a, in a short amount of time while he was just laughing and talking with us. It, it is possible to, you know what I'm saying, change your family's life, you know what I mean, or change their perspective on things if you just bring new stuff to the dinner table. And that was one of the main things I wanted to get with bringing Chris to the uh, to the den is to show something different that you guys might not really see before. Everybody probably heard of chicken adobo or pork adobo, but don't know how it's made. They might have thought it was super, super difficult. And it's really not that difficult, y'all, you know what I'm saying? With a little creativity, you can get, you can make magic on the plate. Yeah. Um, so the challenge still stands. Uh, we we gonna make uh, Seth break the bank for you guys, man. Uh, who can make the best? Who can make the best of dough? You know I mean, that's. Um, but Chris, man, I'm glad you came, man. Again, um, one of the better leaders that I've met in the career yeah. field. Uh, somebody that I saw handle business, um, and was like, man, he's got it going on over there with him and his airmen. So thank you for taking the time out, and also thank you for supporting us. You know, we do. Oh, know yeah, that absolutely. What you guys are doing? No, go what ahead. What you guys are doing is, is is good, man. It gives a platform to speak and uh, it gives like a platform for people to different perspectives. It's so it's so easy in the military to get jaded with uh with a uh, dress right dress. You know what I mean? But we're people too. It's, it's it's good to know that you know there's opinions out there and talk. You get real talk. You know what I mean? When you take the you take the uniform off and see things from a perspective on the human side. You know what absolutely. I mean? and, and I think. Uh, we were better as a military, better as a people if we kind of focus on that. 
Absolutely. And look, man, and yes, and I want to echo them, man. I really do really, really, really appreciate you being on the show, man. All right. You got it in, man. You really got it in. You was cooking and, and being very humble. Cool. And and also, too, man, I appreciate your transparency, too, man, because it's not easy, you know, being single father and learning how to connect with not just the community, but also your children. That's a very, very, very important. And I'm learning that myself. Right. I got a, a son and we're, we're trying to find out who we are within each other so we can essentially uh, grow. But I got something for you. You watching? Can you see me? Check this out. <clears throat> yeah. So I got this for you, man. When I was in Guam, my clothing line was black collar clothing. And this was the first yeah. line right here. Check it out. <laughs> half a day to my haters okay those like of like yo it. those of you that don't know what half a day means it means welcome hello and just greetings but you yeah. you also got haters out there so wave hello to them too so i'm gonna put this Absolutely. in the mail i'm gonna put this in the mail for you man this is a limited edition it, straight up from the black collar clothing right so that's for cool. you man we want to thank you for thank being you, on man <laughs> Yeah. And so, look, everybody that's watching right now, please make sure you share this and, and stay in the comments and reach out to Chris. We're going to make sure we put your website or up there, your YouTube page. And yeah. don't forget those ingredients. All right. Because if people want to make that or, or act like they making it, you know, at least they got something to go after. You know what I mean? And, and something yeah. to follow. And please help out Herm because giving them babies ramen noodles, that, that ain't it, bro. <laughs> it's too much sodium, bro. You, you need some real stuff. They're young, man. They're hard. They got Good hearts. <laughs> Good hearts. Yeah, we don't want to clog that mess on up. But, yo, shout out to everybody that's watching Alliance Den. We got some good information pretty soon. Make sure you're following the page. If not, now's the time to do that. We're about to do some moves. We're about to make some moves, all right? So we appreciate y'all. We love y'all. And we're going to see y'all soon. Later. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Make sure to listen to the show on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public, where you can subscribe or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you like or dislike this episode, we'd appreciate your feedback on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Lionscast. Check out the book, The Black Collar Mindset, The Art of Strategic Thinking on Amazon or www.theblackcollarmindset.com, a manual to maneuver through life strategically by holding yourself accountable. Tune in next week for another episode of The Lion's Den with Seth. <laughs>